0: Blue Wire.
1: You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. We look at that NFL playoff picture that's going to come down to the wire. It's been an exciting season, and the last two weeks will not disappoint. We also congratulate Drew Brees, and of course, do our Fanville Says, who's hot, who's not. So let's get to listening. All right, Steph, we have so much to talk about today. This last two weeks of the season are just going to be crazy for playoff seating, And I know we've talked about this a few times on the pod, but I just can't remember a season where so many division and wildcard races are coming down to the wire. We, I think we have a general idea of who's going, but not everyone. But seating right. is now become... A really big discussion over these next two weeks. So we are going to get into that start. I want to start by congratulating Drew Brees, who has the new touchdown record with 541. He beat Peyton Manning's previous record last night. So congratulations to him. And then before we move into playoffs, I also want to talk a little bit about you were at Oakland, the Oakland Coliseum the other day for the Raiders final day in Oakland. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I mean, it's always an amazing crowd. It
0: was I I talked to um, both sides, you know, the players. You know, Raider Nation is is you know been there for you know what 60 years, and you know, being that it was the last game in Oakland, where you know the majority of fans reside, um, it was you know it was it was electric. Everybody wanted the win. It was it was you know crazy. The little scary and terrifying at times but um you know they came out really strong the raiders came out really strong it looked like you know the jags were going to be the jags you know and at would had time everything changed they you know the jaguars turned it around um we had minshu just put on his magic and at first i at the first half of the game i didn't i just thought it was gonna be the and then the second half of the game, just amazing. They got the run going. Fournette was on fire. And it was a little sad to see them lose, you know, in the last 50 mm-hmm. seconds of the game. And, um, you know, what was bad was Derek Carr getting booed, you know, off the field. Yeah, and yeah, I've never that- seen anything like that. They were actually throwing things, like ripping the cup the seats i mean insane and throwing them too flat you know up high and water bottles beer it was was like everything so i felt bad for them because you know they you know they're a long-suffering fan base but you know they they held up
1: to their um notoriety (laughs) they did i I don't think it's a great look to be thrown pulling out cup holders and throwing them at your quarterback or onto the field. But I guess that's uh, that's what they were feeling that day, frustration, and they're not so happy that they're leaving. But maybe it's time for a fresh start for everyone. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But now I really want to get into this playoff discussion. It is just crazy, kind of, <laughs> right now it's in so the cool. NFL. I'm going to give a quick playoff rundown of where we stand right now. In the AFC North, we have the Ravens, obviously, on the top. In the AFC East, the Patriots are in the lead, but playing the Bills this weekend, who are breathing down their necks, we'll get into that. Seahawks currently currently leading the NFC West with the 49ers loss the other day. That's still going to come down to the final weekend of the season, most likely. NFC North, the Packers are in the lead, but have a big game against the Vikings this weekend. Saints have clinched the AFC South. Uh, the Cowboys have a lead over the Philadelphia Eagles uh, for the NFC East. They play each other this weekend. And it's for those two teams, it's whoever wins the division. Neither of them have a shot at the wild card. We have the Bills, as I said, right behind the Patriots. Steelers right now in the sixth seed of the wild card. Chiefs in the a- winning the AFC West, or at, the lead in the AFC West. Texans lead in the AFC South. There's just so many things going on in the playoffs. Um, So this weekend becomes a very, very good big weekend. The Browns and the Raiders have a very outside chance at a wild card at both sitting at 6 and 8, but I think from what you just said and from everything we've heard about the Browns this weekend, that's probably not going to happen, so not going to be too focused on that. So let's start actually in the AFC East. The 10 and 4 Bills will be playing the 11 and 3 Patriots Uh, Patriots obviously had a big win last weekend but it was over the Cincinnati Bengals so I wouldn't say that all of their issues uh, have been righted but that was obviously would have been way worse they lost that game but this becomes a very very important game for both of these teams
0: oh yeah I mean it could because they played before and the Patriots beat the Bills the Bills are gonna come in and they're gonna come in swinging because that could end up really changing the game they're both in you know the playoffs but I think at this point a lot of teams want to be in the position possible going in so obviously a second seed is better than a fifth seed because you get that that first round by so you know it's and you know that these two teams you know don't really like each other so it's yeah. going to be um, a,
1: I think a well fought a well fought battle you know out there Oh, I think it is going to be one for sure. And in week seventeen, just to look ahead a little bit, the Bills would be taking will be taking on the Jets, the Patriots, the Dolphins. So this actually could be super interesting. Be, yeah, it really yeah. matters because if the Bills win, and so now they have the same record and they've each one one and then they both win in that final week, then they're, then Which we go to all the crazy to- tiebreakers. And that, I think, is what we just haven't seen in a long time. There are so many places where those tiebreakers may come into place. Switching over to the NFC North, the Packers play the Vikings this season. And so we have a very similar situation in that if the – so it was the Packers who won the last the last matchup, right, Steph? Right. Okay, so right. the Packers are 11-3, the Vikings are 10-4. and If the Vikings win, and so both teams are 11-4, and Going into week 17, the Packers have the Bears and the Vikings have the Lions. So we have another situation where the team both teams could end up 12 and 4, and then we go to strength of schedule tiebreakers. And everyone wants that first round bye. Um, not everyone's obviously going to get it, but everyone wants that. Everyone wants home field advantage at some point throughout the playoffs. I think we saw last night in the Monday night game how big a deal it really was that the 49ers were able to win in the Superdome. And I'm not saying the Colts or the 49ers. They're certainly not not as strong a team, but it's a very difficult place to win. Um, so now, obviously, we're just talking NFC. So when you start thinking about places you would potentially have to travel and play in a playoff game, <clears throat> you would prefer – excuse me, I lost my voice there for a second. You would prefer to be able to stay home and not have to play – you know, in the Super dome. I think, you know, with the 49ers, I think they'd prefer not to have to fly to Dallas and potentially then Green Bay and potentially back to New Orleans. So we'll talk about that one for sure. But so that becomes a really big matchup. And I, I do think this Vikings team has come on strong over since, you know, a little bit of a rough start in the beginning. They're not the same Vikings team that played the Packers earlier in the season. Uh, and that is going to be a heck of a Monday night matchup.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and going into Minnesota right now, it wouldn't be easy either. Or or no. Green Bay, whoever gets that. So you know, it, it definitely who wants who you, you want that first or second, no matter what, you know. So it, it's really um interesting because there's so many good teams right now, and the feeding is really coming into play. And most people, yeah, um. But these are all very, very good teams. Um, They're well-established, well-coached, and everybody wants So, you know, it's uh, it's going on. I'm kind of surprised, though, like the – and I'd like to hear more about what you think of the Falcons. I didn't get to watch the game because I was at the Raiders. But I was shocked to see that last score, and they
1: fell to the Falcons. They did. They felt it was, you know, it's so it was the ultimate trap game. Yeah, they got trapped for lack of a for lack of a better term. I I have to say, I mean, there's a few things that I think went into play. I'm not entirely shocked because I mean I'm, I was shocked because the Falcons are not nearly as good a football team as the 49ers, but coming mm-hmm. off those three games to the Packers, the Ravens, and the Saints, which I have to say. That three-week stretch feels to me like it was a six-month stretch. I mean, it just it just feels – I don't know why, but it really does. It feels like it was – or at least like a three-month stretch. Coming off such big games, especially the two on the road and the the last two that came down to the wire, the loss in Baltimore and obviously the win in New Orleans, it was not entirely surprising that it became a little bit of a letdown game. And that's nothing against the, the coach or the players because I don't think they – feel that way or felt that way, I just think it's human nature, you know, and, and traveling back and just exhaustion, also battling a ton of injuries. Uh, they were without Tchaikovsky, Tart, Richard Sherman, and K1 Williams on Sunday. So the secondary was very depleted, which I think really gave the Falcons the opportunity to let Julio Jones beat them, which is what happened. I mean, Julio Jones beat them. Yes, the offense never really got going and all that, but at the end of the day, it was Julio Jones who just had a monster day and beat them and literally beat them with that last touchdown. So I think it wasn't, it was certainly surprising, but I think with everything they're battling, right. it wasn't completely shocking. I think as a 49ers fan, there's no reason to completely panic yet. Uh, they had a bad game. I mean, they just did. They had a bad game. I think what was surprising is they really haven't had that kind of bad game. Their their two other losses were to so
0: close, were, yeah, really so
1: close, team. and and really good football teams. Um, and this game was really close too. That final touchdown that that made it 29-22 was you know kind of a fluke. But um, it's just I think as a Fortnite fan I can see why people are concerned. I just I wouldn't be super concerned. But really nothing nothing worked. You know their offense never really got going. Um, Kittle had an incredible day, but you know even Kittle fumbled at the end there uh, yeah, on a play good. that. Yeah, that was big. It was, you know, it happens, and Kittle's incredible and amazing. So, not, you know, no one's gonna hold that against him. But I'm just saying, it was just one of those weird days. You know, Robbie Gold missed that extra point, um, which loomed large. It didn't end up mattering all that much, but could have loomed a lot larger. Garoppolo did not have a great day. I mean, just no one had a great day. They they had a really hard time getting to Matt Ryan, even though Armstead hit him. America Armstead had another great game with, I want to say, five quarterback hits, even though he didn't get a sack in. I mean, it just – nothing was really working. But I will say this. To a man in that locker room, everyone took responsibility for that loss, and they were not happy. And I don't mean they were like, I'm not happy with anyone but themselves. Each one of them felt that they contributed to that loss or that even like they were the reason for that loss. So I, as a 49er fan, I would not be concerned because – I think it kind of lit a bit of a fire and an intensity. And Kittle said after the game, and I thought this was, you know, Kittle's a great – he's such a great leader, and he's such a good hype man, and he always is, like, in a good mood and hyping everybody up. And he said after the game, and I felt like from Kittle this was a big deal, he said, I hope that my teammates learned a lesson that if we don't bring the intensity, it's going to be a real quick season-ender for us. And he's right. And I think there was a fire – lit I think you know also they will start to get players back that will also help the situation tremendously but they also they have huge losses you know DJ Jones is gone for the season Ronald Blair is gone for the season D Ford we're not going to see until the playoffs hopefully so you know they definitely have huge losses but I think getting the reinforcements in the secondary is going to make a huge difference I you know I think if Richard Sherman's out there on Sunday It's a very different game. I'm not saying Julio Jones wouldn't have had a great game because he's Julio Jones, but it's a different game. Taking nothing away from Emmanuel Mosley, who I think is a really talented, really solid football player, but he's not Richard Sherman. So uh, I think that, you know, makes a very big difference as well. So let's talk about their game this weekend. They've got the Rams coming to town, who they pretty much embarrassed in L.A. in October. The Rams are currently, you know, they're in the hunt for the wild card. Uh, at eight and six. So they're not out of it. They certainly have something to play for. The Rams are such an interesting team because it's like which Rams team is going to show up. There's the Rams team that just, you know, beat Seattle and looked amazing on Sunday Night Football. And then there's the Rams team that got beat really badly by the Cowboys, which, you know, the Cowboys are also an interesting team for the same reason. (laughs) Like, but the Cowboys actually should beat the Rams. It's just they haven't played like that. So... You know, it's which Rams will show up, but I feel pretty strongly that a pretty intensified, uh, hungry 49ers team is going to show up there. They were not pleased about their performance on Sunday, and I think they're looking to correct it and fast. It was so interesting how many of them said, thank God it's a short week because I can't wait to get back on the field. So so that's good. So that becomes, obviously, a really big game because, you know, we've been looking to week 17 for the Seahawks and the Niners. You know it was unfortunate about the other day it was a real missed opportunity for san francisco because with the seahawks having lost last weekend if by some you know if, if the cardinals had happened to beat them this weekend and the Niners had won last weekend week seventeen's not as big a deal but but it is so what can we do about yeah. that but what do you see in this rams 49ers game Steph?
0: um you know i like i said i you know i think golf at times um can be really good but when there's any kind of pressure on him, um, he's just really bad. And one thing that the 49ers do really well is put the pressure on the QB. So um, I, I I feel like it should be an easy win against the 40 or against the Rams for the 49ers. Um, I know any given Sunday, you know, I Or uh, Saturday I even, the case will be this weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, that's right. But you know, it's um. But you know, I. I I, I think that the 49ers are going to come back with a vengeance because they're mad about losing and the way their performance was. And you know, I, I think they're going to come back, come back and really shine. Hopefully, and
1: hopefully they'll get some of their players back. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the Niners will win. I think it's, it'll come back. It'll come down to week 17, as we've you know as we've been talking about right. for a while. That final game will win the division, um, and will be very important for you know, the first round bye, but all of these games have so much um, weight in terms of record because, you know, if the Niners finish the season 13 and three, that is, they, they do have tiebreakers over the Packers and the Saints. So all things being yeah. equal, everybody kind of finishes the same. They do get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, not bye, but all of these games are super important for everybody. And, you know, I don't even remember a few years ago when the 49ers played the Rams in the final game of the season, the Rams had a playoff spot and they rested all their starters. Mm-hmm. And I don't, no one – and also it didn't work out for them because they then went ahead and lost the next week. But <laughs> – um, so it, it didn't actually work out as planned. But I don't think there's a team really right now, save maybe the Ravens, who are going to have that luxury, like in the entire league. Right. And you want, want, you
0: want to go in – you know, I don't know. There's different people that say, well, I don't want to go in. I want, I want a team going into the playoffs. There's another group of people that say, no, we want to go in, you know, on fire, you know, with, you know, momentum. So, I, and I kind of feel like everybody wants the momentum
1: versus, you know, resting players and whatever. And I just don't think they have the, they don't have the choice. Right. Everybody's got to win. Yep. So and so every, so that's good. And that first-round buy, for that reason, that first-round bye becomes even more important because that, you know, that gives you a chance to rest players a little bit. So we'll see. Right. So we have the Cowboys playing the Eagles in an NFC East divisional rivalry for the ages, which would be true in a season where both teams weren't so Jekyll and Hyde. But they have just been, these two teams, just – it, up until recently, have been playing like they really don't want to win the division and that they'd prefer not to play in January. Uh, but the Cowboys, the other day, despite a little bit of a coin toss debacle that eventually got worked out, really dominated the Rams. So now they go to Philadelphia. We'll see if they're recharged um, because, you know, this, this, these teams, as I said earlier, the only chance of the playoffs is winning the division. So the Cowboys, I believe, beat the Eagles earlier in the season – um So I think this, but this is a this is a huge game. I mean, I think if the Cowboys win this, they will most likely win the. I think they do win the division no matter what. Though I'm sure <laughs> I'm wrong about that because there are so many. I yeah, guess wait. they wouldn't wouldn't no matter what. There are so many ways they could have. But they'll have if they win this, they would have beaten the Eagles twice, so they'll have those tiebreakers. Right. Um, so this becomes a huge game for the Cowboys. A huge game for Jason Garrett. Also, be interesting to see if they do win the division and they go the playoffs and they actually win a game (laughs) what does jerry jones do about jason garrett but we can worry about that another time um but this one will be this is another one kind of like which rams will show up it's like which eagles and which cowboys will show up on sunday
0: yeah absolutely it's uh you know it's kind of up in the air but you know i i do see the cowboys locking in i think that they're gonna probably go forward with it i mean anything can happen but it, it I like the playoff picture is pretty set um with the exception of you know how it's going to where everybody's going to land you know but i think teams that we have i i, I just don't see going totally crazy because um, i don't think the Rams are going to beat the 49ers and, and then they have vikings would have to lose both games and rams would have to win both games and i
1: just don't see that happening No, I don't think that's going to happen. And I agree with you. I think the Cowboys are going to lock in. I just – I don't know why I think that, because they've proven me wrong pretty much every week except this past week. But I do think they're going to lock in, and I think you have some pretty big competitors on that team. So we'll see how the the next two weeks go. But somehow I feel like the Cowboys are going to get in the playoffs. And it also just feels like it would be so dallas to lock in at the end of the season and get in the playoffs (laughs) and then like win a game or two (laughs) just play just play like one it would just feel so them um and i i do think the cowboys it's just that they seem to be so poorly coached but i do think that the cowboys you know are the kind of team that you maybe don't want to play in the playoffs because they have a lot of talent on that team and when they lock in who knows so That'll be kind of interesting to watch over the next several weeks. And then a couple other matchups that they don't, they don't seem as big in terms of, you know, they don't have the rivalry and that, but they're still very big matchups, is we have the Steelers against the Jets, and the Steelers really need to keep winning to keep their hold on that AFC, succeed in the AFC wild card because the Titans uh, are breathing down their necks there. But the, the Titans play the Saints on Sunday, but they do play them uh, – the Titans will be at home. So that – Creates an interesting matchup there, but there that's I think that six seed's going to come down to the wire over these next few weeks. Yeah, definitely. It's uh,
0: and you know, depending to what Houston does, and then also what the Titans do, I mean, they're so close right there on that one. Um, and there's but there's only two games left, so it's going to really. You know, it's going to be interesting how it falls, but I still will say I think the Texans are going to hold that, their spot just because the Titans playing the Saints. I mean, Houston's a good football team, though. I mean, you can't ever count them out. But at the same time, I, I think, you know, I, I, I think that the, it's going to be exactly how we see it. Where they land is
1: just going to be the question. And – uh Dolly, the Titans play the Saints, but then their final game this season is against the Texans in Houston. So right. I would say I would say you're correct and that the Steelers probably have a good – though the Steelers play the Ravens the final game. But um, if, the, if the Steelers beat the Jets on Sunday, and depending on how the Titans do – though I don't know, these next two weeks will be very interesting for both those teams because –
0: Yeah, Titans, that is true.
1: They could the the take and the Steelers' spot. Yeah, and the Titans are good. I mean, the Titans are a really good football team. Very good. So, I do I think you know, the Saints will be tough, but they will be at home, which will be helpful. And the Texans will be tough on the road, but for that wild card spot, it's um it's going to be a battle. So, we'll we'll see what happens. Well, it's going to be fun to watch these next 2 weeks. Um, and in the beginning, a few weeks ago, I felt like it was really the most fun was in the NFC, but now the AFC has really come up as a very fun, very interesting next two weeks, and this is exciting. We just haven't, I really feel Mm -hmm. like, and I know we've talked about this before, and we talked about it earlier, we just haven't had an NFL season like this, I don't feel like, in a really long time, where there's not one dominating team. There are a number of them, and it just makes it, as a football fan, so much more fun I think we've had so many good good games so excited to see how that all plays out and that of course brings us to our favorite part of the podcast and maybe your favorite part of the podcast too I don't know you should subscribe and leave a review and let us know if it is but it is Fangirl says who's hot and who's not and Steph how would you like us to go do you want me to go first you want do you want to go first you can go first this time okay Well, I am going to go with my who's hot being – I'm going to let it be the Dallas Cowboys this week because they've been (laughs) who's not hot so many times this season. We're going to give them a who's hot. Uh, They came in and honestly could have really – that game could have been a debacle because there was the whole coin toss debacle and what did Dak say. Luckily, the NFL came in, which I felt they should have since there was audio and, and fixed it. But that is one of those things for a team like the Cowboys who've been reeling that could have just ruined the entire game. And they came out and really just dominated the um, Los Angeles Rams. So we're going to give them their who's hot. My not hot is going to go just to Raiders fans because I don't feel that it is great form to be throwing things on the field at your quarterback while you're booing him or generally. And I understand the frustration and I get that, but I'm going to give them my not hot this week. You're upset. (laughs) Okay. Um, That's totally fair. Um, I'm
0: going to go with Drew Brees. He's always been somebody I just really enjoy watching and – um, you know, you, you got to get somebody who, you know, the Chargers traded him out to the Saints years ago, and he's just kept coming back with, you know. And I, I don't know, I just think that's cool as a football fan. Um, he's fun to watch, and you know, congratulations to him. He's my hot this week. Perfect, he's his- <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say the Raiders fans too. It was, it was a scary moment down there when I was going down to the press to see Doug Marone, you know, and mm-hmm. Minshew, um, about five people that were getting arrested through the hall, you Gosh. know, and I was like, I was like, ouch, you know, this hurts, you know, to see, you know, and it's a little terrifying. It, um, And, you know, and it's bummer, you know, like it's not how you want to like end the season, you know, or end, you know, because Oakland Coliseum has, um, been a home to them and I asked even uh I asked Doug Marone because he was drafted by the Raiders if it had any significance mm-hmm. in that game you know because coming back and win and he said he felt that um you know they the fans and the were, were such a good fan base and Al Davis was probably a little unhappy he's like but you know, he's like but it comes it feels good in here and give them a lot we've never been treated like that at all and you know but that's just how they when you come in to enemy territory but i agree that they they should act a little bit better well a lot better
1: yes well there we go we were in agreement on that um all right we are going to be off next week everybody wishing everybody happy happy holidays we will be back the after that right before the new year and to talk about that first weekend of the playoffs so happy holidays to all and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks bye Steph bye have a good day